Welcome to the Contractor's Best Friend Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Humphrey. We're brought to you today by FortConstructionPros.com and sponsored by Caterpillar. In today's studio, we have two of the Caterpillar's best when it comes to electrification, which is our topic today. Sam Meeker is the dozers and track loaders marketing specialist, and Lonnie Fritz is our heavy and highway construction specialist. Guys, how are we doing today? Doing well, Brad. Thank you. Yeah, doing great. Good to hear both of you guys. As you can tell, I'm a little bit excited and because electrification is a big word. And so what we want to talk about in this podcast, guys, is number one, what is it? And then number two, how does it impact contractors? Sam, why don't you kick us off? Yeah, you know, you think of electrification; it's kind of a kind of a scary, uh, <laughs> scary and you know, intimidating type of word. But in reality, we've been using uh, electrification, quote unquote, on job sites for for a long time. Uh, you think of the uh, the large mines and the mining shovels and whatnot that are out there. Most of those run uh, electric. Certainly, there's diesel hybrids, but uh, most of those are are big electric. Um, you know, you think about other areas of the business as well, too. Uh, you know, automobiles and pickup trucks and whatnot. Uh, a lot of those are, are electric hybrids. Some are full electric as well, too. Right. Um, I know ports, you know, a lot of the, the ports and whatnot, they've got uh, electric cranes and electric clamshells that they use out there. So it isn't it isn't something that's uh, that's completely out of our industry to, to think about electrification of, of vehicles and whatnot. So you think about the type of uh, of equipment that we have on on job sites, and it's uh, it's definitely not out of the not out of the realm to be thinking about electric. Um, for example, the you know obviously our what we're you know having nowadays is the D seven D six XE, the old D seventy nine eighty eight K XE wheel loaders. Those are electric drive type of machines, and, uh, and and definitely something that that we see on job sites providing the benefits of lower fuel consumption and more productivity, uh, long term maintenance and repair improvements right. as well too. So there, there's tons of tons of advantages to it and, yeah. and definitely something that we're seeing on job sites nowadays. Well, and, and to add to that on a much, very much smaller scale are things like, uh, you know, wireless uh, tools and those kind of things, which we've been using for years now. So you're right from that standpoint, you, you, this isn't anything necessarily new. Lonnie, how would you bring, how do you see this from your perspective, especially in dealing with the heavy and highway construction guys, but also just the contractors? Yeah, a lot, lot of advantages, and like I said, electrifications is is a long word, but you know, there's with that, it, it it's it's an it's an older territory, but a newer territory. You know, as Sam mentioned, electric rope shovels, you know, semi permanent or stationary, you know, with uh, fully electric power going to them, has been around for quite some time. So, you know, how how do we define this long word? And really, it's just making a machine or product system operate, you know, using electricity when it, it did not before, you know, and it, it really right. comes down to sustainability and what it means in the industry, you know, with the zero emissions and less fuel burn and increased power density, like we've seen in the D6XE, you know, it's, it's not uncommon for contractors today and our very own customers to have to prove emissions to have to repower machines like a scraper um, for emission reasons in, you know, depending on the areas they work. And that, that's still the diesel powered side of things. Right. And, um, and there are a lot of choices out there that, you know, uh, equipment companies like ourselves, manufacturers can look at, and, you know, it's back to, you know, is it fully electric power, you know, no engine, um, you know, diesel electric, like the D6XE, or again, the, the wheel loaders, like the 988KXE, um, you know, AC drive motor, other power sources, you have the hybrid side of things. Um, so a lot of different avenues out there, you know, we want to kind of, kind of snuff out, if you will, that uh, misnomer of 
as soon as there's electric in in the product title or anything like that it's it's fully battery and i can only plug it in and we may get there someday um so at the job site level does that bring opportunity does that bring new challenges you like myself brad i'm sure you had to run temporary power you know to your remote job sites for field right. office trailers and you know you got to make the old fax machine back in the day power up right. and, and work you know so right. you know, right. is, is there power that gets brought in and you have a yeah. lot of those plug-in stations so those are how things will be evolving but the first and foremost thing here is all the great value drivers again of of increasing productivity levels driving down that fuel bill which is your operating right. cost and and all those other things and you know we we've been there we have it from the the littlest of a mini excavator, like the 300.9 that, you know, you connect to a power unit with a cord. Again, it, it's evolving for all the good reasons. Um, you know, what the customer is going to, again, get in fewer moving components, um, increased productivity and making a greener environment. Well, I like, I like the simplification uh, perspective you guys took on, because I do think it simplifies from what many of us have known for years uh, running diesel equipment, whatever. Let me ask you, though, a, a practical question. I know from a contractor's perspective, I am out in Greenfield, USA. I'm up, you know, I'm 30 miles, 40 miles from any civilization. I'm out there pushing dirt, Sam, and I've got an all electric dozer. I've got another piece of equipment. Maybe it's not a dozer. Maybe it's another piece of equipment that's electric. I mean, am I now going to, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't put in my estimate uh, to bring a, a, you know, a generator on the job site. But is this something we may have to face that as a contractor, I may have to bring some, some additional uh, efforts to bring uh, some power to the units to charge them at the end of the day? Or can you speak to that at all? Well, I mean, you kind of think about, uh, about, you know, what electrification is and, and how it, you know, how it can benefit different job sites. There's certainly going to be job sites that are going to benefit very well from electric, you know, from electrification, you know, such as, um, you know, we mentioned uh, the, the, the mine or the port or whatnot, where mm. you've got, you've got a machine that's close enough to the, to the grid to be able to use it, yeah. um, you know, versus being out, you know, being out in the middle of nowhere, um, where you don't have that grid and you don't have that infrastructure. That's where, I guess that's where a lot of our design in in machines has been making sure that the the tractor or the wheel loader or the excavator is, is going to work where our customers work, right? So, um, and, and that's where we have to come up with maybe some different solutions. That's kind of where something like the the D six XE, right? It's it's a diesel electric, so right. it so it uses diesel fuel, right? Uh, it's not plugging into a generator, you know, big batteries right. plugging in at the end of the day. It doesn't do that. It still uses diesel fuel. It just gets a lot of the advantages of the efficiency of electric, uh, you know, in terms of the electric drive system, but it doesn't have to have that infrastructure in there. So kind of that onboard type of, of generation. I mean, I, I could see in the future, um, you know, where we do have more uh, full battery power uh, or, uh, you know, more of a hybrid type of solution and that, that might require a plug-in at the end of the day. But again, we're, we're kind of trying to focus on making sure that our equipment works where our customers work. Yeah. Uh, and so if we, if we, you know, if we design something that needs to be plugged in, it's going to be, you know, like Lonnie mentioned that 906 with the, uh, with the batteries, you know, that, that could be uh, at a small, uh, you know, recycling facility or, uh, you know, a small material handling facility where that, uh, that wheel loader can be plugged in every night or even at lunch, you know, whatnot to top the batteries up. Um, you know, again, working with our, our customer sites and where they work, um, equipment's got to be able to work there. 
Yeah, exactly. And I, and I and I appreciate your being kind to me in my in my question to you because I think on a small scale with some of these contractors, you know, electric forklifts is a good example of that where you know they're typically trained, the, the operators are trained when a forklift's not being used, go ahead and keep it plugged in, that type of thing. But but I'm thinking of the guy or the gal that's out there, you know, like I said, 50 miles away from civilization, and they don't have any. I mean, heck, we have guys that have trouble getting access to their Wi-Fi when they're out there and they're 50 miles away, can't get phone calls. So I, I know it's part of the growth process. Um, Lonnie, do you have anything else from insights from a power standpoint that you would recommend to contractors to maybe be prepared for, not necessarily with the the, the, the diesel and, and uh, battery that we've been talking about with the dozer, but any other electronic pe- electric piece of equipment? Yeah, I, I think, you know, as again, as things are evolving, I just ask, you know, and, and recommend, you know, to the industry is just keep an open mind. It is a step change. It is where things are evolving for all the right reasons of, again, sustainability and things and, and, and stay tuned, you know, as, as more products come to market, uh, a lot of our machines have, uh, again, been those game changers. And when you look at it, it, you brought up a good point there, Brad, on connectivity is know your site, you know, know the site you're estimating on. That's as good as open up the soil boring log and determining what material you can work with. Now there's going to be additional assessments to make on the site is, and it is with technology today is what is my level of connectivity? what is the availability to the power grid? Do I need mm-hmm. to look at a solution that mm-hmm. is a diesel electric solution because I, I have that remote location? Or am I, again, like Sam mentioned, uh, near the grid where I need to look at or can look at more full electrification? Um, so it's going to definitely be something else um, for contractors um, to assess, to look at and see what their options are. And, uh, you know, as regulations, you know, there's never a lack of regulations as they maybe move into more uh, greener environments. Um, customers are going to have to start pulling those uh, electrification levers and implementing them into their operations. And, and again, it, the, the good part is it's a win-win for yeah. the contractors, for the industry and the environment, because we've proven the lower fuel use, we've proven the productivity and, and it's making, again, a better environment for everybody. So it's exciting. It's evolving. And uh, I would just say stay tuned for, uh, for more opportunities uh, when you're out there to configure your fleet because i um, confident that uh, the world's going to continue to move in that direction. I think that's spot on. And I think that's even more reason why, as, as those of you that are listening, when you attend either the national or even local conferences, whether it be ConX, World Concrete, other equipment shows that may be out there or, or sponsored directly by a Caterpillar. You know, look look and see what your future holds. That's, a, in my mind, that's a strategic decision. Let me ask one more question. Maybe this will kind of take us to the end here. You know, one of the things is, you know, what is, and you've, you guys both have done a good job of addressing this, but maybe put a little a cherry on the top. What is electric equipment? What What is the electric equipment's next generation? What do you guys see realistically as it relates to people who use our equipment? I'd say, you know, it goes, it goes back to more fully electric. If you have accessibility to being able to power your machines during the off, shift when the Mm -hmm. machines are idle, not being used. Mm -hmm. Um, I can see, um, you know, newer products and innovation coming um, to do just that, you know, um, construction and uh, other industries. We do a pretty good job mimicking the automotive industry and it's no surprise where it's headed. Yes, that's right. (laughs) With fully electric. So it is, in my opinion, um, again, for all the right reasons. Um, that 
the industry will see more fully electric um, products and uh, purchase opportunities as they um, you know bring those and implement those into their fleets. I agree with that. Yeah, Lonnie, I, I think I would I would kind of agree with that as well too. I mean, if you think about you know what, why why electric, right? Why why do we want to do um, electric? And it's it's not only the the torque and the productivity and whatnot, but you, you also think of you guys talking about these uh, job sites and stuff and emissions and whatnot. But it it basically transforms where the emissions are made and and how efficient that is, right? So if I'm in the middle of Houston working on a job site, um, and and we've already got a little bit of an emissions problem down there, maybe mm-hmm. I need to be creating that that emissions in a different area or or more right. efficiently where I can you know, better, better scrub out the pollutants uh, at a power plant where I can't do it quite as well on a mobile piece of equipment. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think that's a, that's a big advantage there is uh, not only the efficiency of creating the electricity in a, in a large scale at a, mm-hmm. you know, quote unquote at a power plant versus doing it on every single machine out there, but, yeah. uh, but also, you know, kind of changing where those emissions are made, maybe, maybe being able to control them a little bit better mm-hmm. in a different spot. I agree. I, I think the, both your guys' comments are just so appropriate for what we're doing. And just from a practical level, you know, for a contractor, the optics of a smoky, smoky machine <laughs> on a job site, especially where maybe in a residential area or a high industrial area versus an electric piece of equipment that's not kicking out all of that exhaust. Um, it, it is a, the optics are totally different and it might even change a lot of people's perspective about construction in general, to be honest with you. But, you know, you, optics are a big thing. Uh, you're yeah. right. Because <laughs> I, we, we have a lot of customers that, that like that, that D six XE dozer because yeah. it is electric drive and, and yeah. sometimes it is just the optics. Yeah. Guys, this has been great. Thank you so much for your information. Those of you who are listening, again, this podcast has been brought to you by fourconstructionpros.com. And if you want more information about more podcasts, uh, we'd sure like for you to go visit that uh, the site there and, and go into the archive and look at some of the past topics. Also, this information that Lonnie and Sam shared with you today, let's put it to use. Hey, this is, the times are changing. The optics are definitely different than they were 15, 20 years ago. The whole image of construction has taken a whole new look. Thank you for joining us today. Look forward to you joining us again for a future broadcast. Thank you. Enjoy our podcast? Well, then check out 4constructionpros.com for industry articles and webinars featuring Caterpillar's experts, Jason Hurtis, Lonnie Fritz, and Scott Hagelman.